One year, and more than 100 million cases later, the world is still plagued by the coronavirus pandemic. Despite promising progress with the distribution of vaccines, the virus is still spreading. COVID-19 has directly affected so many at this point, including some individuals in our own community. I talked to Mariah Navarrete, an Einstein senior who has contracted the coronavirus. I wanted to hear about her personal experience with it and how her COVID diagnosis has impacted her life as a high school student. I also spoke with Ms. Williams, Einstein's pupil personnel worker, who has worked one-on-one with students and families that have been directly affected by COVID-19. This is Atomic Connections. Hi, Mariah. When the coronavirus first entered the United States in early 2020, many people didn't think much of it at the time. Can you recall your initial reaction to hearing about the COVID-19 virus? When I heard about the virus entering like the United States, I was like, oh my God, I was freaking out. Like, I just, I was so cautious. Like, I didn't really like get near people who were coughing or who was sick. I think the reason why I was freaking out was because people were freaking out. Right. It was like an apocalypse. Like, dang, this might be the last time we see each other. I know. And we just didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is crazy. Tell me about your experience with COVID-19. I still have COVID. Really? I've had COVID for almost two months now. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's okay. It's like I'm just starting to get my strength back. Like, I'm starting to go back to school next week. Mm-hmm. When I first got it, I was like, oh, my God, I have COVID. It's funny because when you think of COVID, you think of coughs and, like, you think of, like, you know, coughing everywhere. But that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. But I was not coughing at all. Like, I was just having fevers, headaches, loss of taste and smell. Mm-hmm. And everything just hits you at once. Wow. So when you first get it, you don't know you have it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like you have like a little headache and you think nothing of it. That's how I started up. I had headaches and I was like, oh, like, I'm fine. And so then 30 minutes before I had lunch and I was like, oh, like, you know, like I can taste anything. I can smell. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And then, kid you not, 30 minutes later, I go to grab a snack from the kitchen and I couldn't taste it. Wow. I could not taste it. And I was like... That's so weird because I can taste everything before. Yeah. And then the next day, it's like the smell. It's like it slowly like got worse. How do you think you contracted the virus? I think I got it because of work. Yeah. Customer wasn't wearing her mask. Oh. And I noticed that she was coughing and wasn't feeling good and so I had to ask her to leave the store and I got COVID then the week after that. Wow. Did any of your other family members have it or get it from you? No. Okay. Luckily no. I was sent to an isolation place where my aunt because she has a really big house Mm -hmm. 
So I was isolating there for about, like, two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I came here when my symptoms were getting, like, less worse. Mm-hmm. How much does the diagnosis interfere with your everyday life? I'm just starting to get my smell back mm-hmm. and my taste back. It was really, really hard for me to eat because when you have headaches and your fevers and you're just, like, not feeling good, all you want to do is sleep. Right. So that's what I was doing, and I just wasn't eating. And it was hard for me to do school. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even go online because the teacher talking and, like, just, like, even, like, the little bit of, the, the little bit of noise, like, I would just get a migraine so fast. Yeah. And that has never happened before. So I stopped going to school for a bit, and I emailed my counselor. I've just been stuck in this room for, like, about almost two months. Like, I haven't been able to go out the room unless, like, I really have to. Mm-hmm. But when I do that, I have to wear a mask and gloves in my own house. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who still don't understand the virus or those who don't take it very seriously? Oh, my God. (laughs) People need to wear their mask. And if I'm being honest, people need to start double masking. Yeah. Double mask is my huge, like, huge, huge, huge advice because I was very cautious. I wore my mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, you know, did the six feet apart, followed CDC guidelines. Right. Another piece of advice is that if you do not have to leave your house, do not leave your house if you want a summer this year. What have you taken away from both your experience with COVID and the pandemic as a whole? It's more serious than we think it is. Yeah. You know, because people are actually dying from this. Yeah. Even though I'm getting better, like, it was starting to get really, really bad. Yeah. Like, you have to understand that people, we have to, like, I just, it's more serious than I ever thought it was, you know? Right, yeah. I can't even see my family. Yeah. And they're right outside the other door. Right. My whole takeaway is that you have to be, like, grateful for the little things, you know? Right. And be grateful that your healthy is, that your family is healthy and that you're healthy because it really doesn't, it takes a second. That's all it takes. Hi, Miss Williams. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? What is your role as a pupil personnel worker or PPW? So my the job of the PPW uh, tends to be about um, problem solving with school staff um, around attendance issues for students, graduation uh, track for students, um, mental health issues that students may have. That's when I'm working with the counselors, but also then making sure that families get the right resources outside of the building, which could be for, um, you know, healthcare, SNAP, which is um, a a benefit uh, that the government offers food for uh, money for food, um, rental assistance, 
making sure that they everybody's got their vaccinations not this particular one but you know before when there were just the regular ones that you need to have by ninth grade or whatever um, we help make sure that families can get connected to clinics to make sure that happens I am a Spanish speaker um, and so I work very closely um, with the administration when we have Latino and Hispanic parent nights you know to help with that um, bringing the that community closer to us in the building, um, like, you know, like bridging that gap. What has the school and other affiliated groups been doing to support students with COVID-19 and their families? We've done a number of things and they range from making sure the student has the right uh, attendance mark, you know, because there's a, there's a specific one for being absent while sick or, or in this condition, because that way we can make sure teachers are aware that the student is allowed to be absent, miss class, or, you know, work virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's, you know, letting uh, the team of teachers and counselor and administrator be supportive in whatever way possible. So the PTSA actually has, uh, with in, in collaboration with me, we've built a pantry at the school. Mm. So we are able to mobilize rather quickly whenever we hear, and, and when I say we, it's like anybody, any adult, right? Any adult in the building, hear about a family who has contracted COVID or, or who has a need, whatever it may be. And then we've been able to do some like delivery of food. Mm-hmm. In the springtime, we were doing um, gift cards to families. Uh, and hand sanitizer and a limited, very limited amount of like gloves and, and masks. Right. Uh, because sometimes there are family members who aren't sick and, but there are family members who are quarantining in a smaller space. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to be safe. So even like bars of soap and hand soap and stuff like that. So I think we've tried. Um, so, so long as the family or the students are communicating with the school staff, we've tried to like meet them where they are, you know, make sure that, you know, the teachers are, are generous in, in either deadlines or, or amount of work. How have you helped provide this COVID-19 related support to students and families? First of all, like when under normal circumstances, when kid gets kids get sick, they go to the nurse, they go home, like there's nothing to do with the school. So this is a complete different way of thinking about it. And I think the issue, of course, is like the potential of loss of life, you know, um, for kids or for family members that that ups the ante immediately. Because my job always has been about connecting the community to outside resources. Mm-hmm. It's been about making sure, you know, uh, is there healthcare? If there isn't, then, you know, connecting them to uh, agencies in Montgomery County government that can help with that. When families um, have been sick for an extended period of time and there's been a loss of income, you know, connecting them with other agencies in the county that can help with that. So I have been very grateful for the communication and the relationships that the students have had with their counselors because yeah. students are talking to their counselors. And there have been numerous uh, students who just um, 
are, are being really great advocates for themselves and for their family uh, to anybody, um, which speaks to the relationships that teachers, counselors, administrators, even a principal who's brand new are building in this scenario or are relying on because they were already building them when we were in person. Given all of the change and loss caused by the pandemic, do you have any concerns or hesitations about transitioning back into in-person school? I'm worried for for the return, you know, um, and I know we're staggering it and, and everyone's being as smart and as safe as possible. But I wonder if students who may have already been sick or had family members who were sick are either feeling like Superman because they're like, well, I already had it, so I'm fine. I don't have to wear a mask or I don't have to, you know, do all the distancing. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that that's not happening. But also I wanna make sure that we acknowledge that there are families who have suffered greatly mm -hmm. and to be cognizant of the loss and the grief that many students and even staff members may be feeling as we return. So I, wanna, I want us to be mindful of that. What have you taken away from working with these students and families that have been affected by COVID? Two things, one is the school community at Einstein the families, they want to help each other all the time with whatever, like they, I, I found that the PTSA, the members of the PTSA, or really anybody is willing to do just about anything. I think that Titan family is really strong. I, also, I've, I have felt very lucky just myself personally that I get to do this work and to just meet families where they are, like I mentioned before, because I am a Latina, you know, and 50% of the population um, at Einstein is Hispanic or Latino, then I feel very at home with the community and I feel like I'm also part of the Titan family. It's been important to me to help families feel connected to the school because oftentimes the school is the place where people get the majority of their information or support. I miss being in the building. Um, I miss seeing students, uh, but I, I do feel like I have been able to connect with the community regardless. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you or someone you know is struggling with COVID or has dealt with it in the past, support is available. If you are an Einstein student or family member, you can reach out to a counselor at the school. You can find the counselor's emails on Einstein's website. As we approach a full year of virus-induced shutdowns and quarantines, it is important to acknowledge all that we have lost, including the lives of more than two million people around the world. But now more than ever, it is also essential that we come together, stay diligent, and hope for better days ahead. Music courtesy of Audionautics.com. Special thanks to Megan Garnett, Kirsten Wheeler, and Mr. Kavlock. I'm Julianne Garnett, and this has been Atomic Connections.